What's happening, everyone? Welcome back to Total Football Club, where we speak one universal language. My name is Alex Perez. I am joined, as always, by the number one Chelsea fan in the world, Chris <laughs> Sued. He is out of his mind right now. He's so excited. Dude, please share that excitement with us. Yeah, man, I can't sleep, man. I can't wait for tomorrow. It's going to be nuts. It's the first time Chelsea play Real Madrid in a competitive match. Since I've been since I've been watching, it's I think they, it's the first time they've ever met in a European tie, bro. I can't wait. This is the stuff of stuff dreams are made of. Can't wait. Absolutely, can't wait. absolutely a Champions League semifinal. Real Madrid, uh, Chelsea playing against the team that has won the most Champions League titles. It, you're right. That's that's what dreams are made of. Of course, I think you guys know what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about the Champions League. We're also gonna try to persuade some of you and to root. For a different team in case you were disappointed by what went down last week with the Super League. But, of course, we're going to start it off with the Champions League. And we're not going to break it down game by game. We're not going to go with the X's and O's and stuff like that. We're going to go more by superlatives, categories, however you want to call it. Because, full disclosure, it is right now that we are recording Central Time in the U.S. It is 8.15 p.m. on a Monday uh, Monday, April 26th, the day before the first semifinal is played, which is Real Madrid against Chelsea. So what we're going to do, and we're just going to give you the scoop right now, we are going to record this bit of a preview. And then next week, we're not going to record on Monday, or we might, who knows, but we are going to talk about what actually went down in the Champions League semifinals. Um, and that will be up either Thursday or Friday, somewhere along the lines Chris and I talked about it already. We will just have to discuss and figure out when we can sit down, record, and when that episode will go up. But we're going to talk about the Champions League semifinal, the four remaining teams in Europe's most elite competition. Yes, it is the most elite competition because the Super League does not exist. Um, <laughs> we're still talking about the Super League. Listen, I want to start off with the key player because I want to leave the favorite for last. Who is the key player out of all of these four teams for you, Chris? Man, it was tough to decide because there's there's definitely everybody. Each team has somebody who could really unlock the, the, the tie, but I gotta go with Christian Pulisic. Ooh, and okay, yeah, yeah, and the reason why is because Ferland Mendy's hurt; he's out of the first leg, and Danny Carvajal is coming back and playing. I don't know how many games he's played this year, but he's been out for most of the season with a knee injury. Mm -hmm. So he's not uh, at his best. So it's if Christian Pulisic can, can be at his best tomorrow, I think he could really unlock the tie. If he has his way and he's going against a, a Nacho or a, a Marcelo, oh boy, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day, man. He's in form. He's full of confidence. He could do it, man. He can do it. I I enjoy that pick. I like it. I really like it. I I went with someone a little different. Um maybe with similar similar traits, but on a different team. I'm picking this guy right here. Well, you guys probably can't even see him. I'm picking Neymar. Neymar as my as my key player. Because you look at PSG without Neymar, they're a team that gets bounced in the round of sixteen. You look at PSG with Neymar, and this is a team that goes to a Champions League final. That's what they brought Neymar for. Well, 
they brought him to win the Champions League. They haven't been able to do that yet. But if there's a year, this is it. Um, Neymar makes this entire team that much better. Of course, you have Kylian Mbappe on that side. And you might only need Kylian Mbappe. But if you have Neymar, if you have Neymar there running wild, creating spaces, um, being that that player that that is so so incredibly talented yet uh i don't even know how to put this he he, he he just changes a game he changes a game by simply having the ball on on his feet he can control the game just by having the ball and that's what psg needed they needed an alpha they have an alpha in neymar and now that neymar is healthy he already went to his sister's party earlier this year, so we, he got that out of the way. He's good now. Neymar can just take over, and we, we've we seen it. We've seen it. We've seen him take over. And, now, and of course, he has Kylian Mbappe that he can bounce ideas off of, and he can pass the ball to, and he can finish whatever. But regardless, I feel like Neymar is that player. And I think maybe most of this rant wasn't even necessary because i said everything at the beginning you look at psg before, when neymar's hurt they are a first round exit you look at psg with a healthy neymar they're finalists and that's really all there is to it yeah um neymar was actually the guy who was my one a i, I guess okay. i wasn't gonna go okay. pulisic i was gonna go neymar because i feel like even though he's shined for psg he ha he's missing that that moment he had it for mm -hmm. Barca when they when they when they came back and then the 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 Hermund, what is that the, the, the remontada yeah yeah the remontada against uh, PSG but he hasn't had that shining moment even though he took him to the final last year him and Mbappe but I just feel like he 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 needs that signature moment in that shirt and Manchester City aren't the best defensive team we've seen that they could they they'll give it up man so yeah I can definitely see Neymar I, he's no doubt about it, gonna have an impact on 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 the, the matchup. But if he has his way, if he if he chooses to be that guy, that demon on the field, and and gets after them for real, he could he could decide that tie too, just like just like uh, my pick. So yeah, I, I see it for sure. Yeah, I want to go back a little bit to your Pulisic pick though, um, and I kind of just want to break down what what you saw on Saturday. Because I feel like every time I watch Christian Pulisic, he always does something special. Whether it's a goal that he scores, or an assist that he gets, or simply just having a good, efficient game. Although some people might say that good and efficient isn't necessarily special. But in the grand scheme of things, it is. What did you think of Christian Pulisic's performance against West Ham on Saturday? Yeah, I think... He's a he's a special player, man. Even if he doesn't get on the score sheet, he impacts the game. He can dribble. He has speed for days. He he's technical quality, and he has the IQ. And he's young, full of energy. So the only thing stopping Christian Pulisic is himself. If he can mm -hmm. stay healthy, if he can stay healthy, he's 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 got it, man. We've seen it. He's been playing uh, big games for most of his career. Yeah. And he broke in at such a young age that he has so many games under his belt already. So, yeah, man, um, I see a player full of confidence. I see a player that knows he has uh, he has his manager's confidence. He knows even if he's not going to play every single match, that's who should trust him. And uh, 
he can he can make a difference. He's gonna. I think he could. I watched his press conference yesterday, and he seems really up for it. He knows. I guess growing up and watching, uh, being a fan of the game like he is, like going to the, the the Barcelona matches, the Manchester United matches, he gets up for big games. So knowing this is a, a European semifinal against Real Madrid at Madrid, if he gets his goal here, an away goal, or or contributes in any way. He knows how special that is. So I think he's really going to be up for it. Really, I mean, and 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 yeah, man, he Madrid are hurt. So think about that aspect. Like somebody who's full of confidence, in form, and up for the game against someone who's not not in form or or someone who is not maybe not there anymore uh defensively in a Marcelo. Because I love Marcelo, don't get me wrong, but you in Christian Pulisic, you're going against someone who's not going to pull you any favors. Mar- Marcelo was never there defensively, let's be honest. He just made up with speed and great attacking. But defensively, he was never it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he played, he played, I mean he's, he was like a turn on Alexander Arnold in which he played for a good team that, that hid, hid that deficiency. But that's for another time. It's just <laughs> Christian I just Dude, Christian Pulisic is not going to be sitting there starstruck because mm-hmm. Marcelo's there next to him. He's going he's gonna to know, oh, give me the ball because I got this guy. And I, I really want to make that that impact because you can even you can see it when he plays. If he's out of the side for too long, as soon as he gets on that field, the first thing he's doing is dribbling by people, trying to make that special moment where he's going to score or get the assist. So, yeah, man, if he gets to start tomorrow and he has been getting his run of games now, I can really see him getting this getting this uh, matchup by the neck and having it by his will, man. He's an alpha. He is yeah. he he is an alpha, and you know at, at at times the the mentality of an American athlete, or at least the stereotype of the mentality of an American athlete is is that they're never starstruck, they 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 do what they have to do, no moment is too big, and I know they might sound like cliches, but that's what Christian Pulisic is, and you mentioned something really interesting, you mentioned how he attended those games when he was when he was younger and and he saw those players and he might he might have even played against some of them already uh so this isn't a big deal for him this isn't a big deal for him he's he's been playing in big games he's played he was playing champions league when he was what like 18 yeah he was going for dortmund at 17 there you go there you go so the sure it's real madrid yeah of course i uh, i mentioned it at the top of the segment i i talked about how this is the the winningest team in Champions League history, but I don't think this is going to phase Pulisic. It it shouldn't because he, he's that type of player. But here, I I, I want to run something past you right now. I am on the Foot Mob Mob Foot Mob app, whatever, however it's pronounced. They're not sponsoring anyway, so I don't know why I name dropped. Um, and they 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 projected the the lineup for Chelsea. I'm gonna read it off to you. I might look like a complete idiot after I read it, and it's a different lineup um this is gonna go up on tuesday morning by the way all right so mendy and goal back line of three for for chelsea aspiliqueta rudiger silva four in the middle james outright um on the left ben chilwell the two midfielders Jorginho and kante and then the three up top Havertz on the right mount on the left and timo Werner as a number nine um even if Pulisic just plays like thirty minutes, surely he has to, he has to make some sort of impact. 
Yeah, I don't know if they're. I, I mean, that sounds right until I hear Havertz at the right. Even though Kai has been playing really well, mm-hmm. they've been deploying Kai as a as a false nine, and he hasn't shown that he can really uh, play his best on that right side, right hand side. So they've been playing uh, Pulisic or Ziyech instead. But um, who knows? I mean, they they could do that. Uh, they could pull the the, the mountain Havertz and try to control the matchup. Sergio Ramos is out tomorrow, mm-hmm. so they uh they could really try to exploit that middle. Yeah, he's out. He's out for sure. Already yeah. confirmed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, okay. So I do have more things to to talk. Uh, more points to touch on for Chelsea, but I think I'll talk about those when we get to the predictions. And I uh, I want to get your thoughts because I had a very interesting conversation this weekend with with one of my good friends um all right so those were our key players Pulisic and Neymar let's move on to the dark courts I think I might have changed my pick Chris I think I might have changed my pick I'm I'm just gonna tell you my my pick my initial pick it was Real Madrid and I know I know I'm, I'm contradicting myself because I said last week when we were talking about the Super League that Real Madrid can never be an underdog but I saw them play against Betis on Saturday. I saw them play against Getafe last Sunday. Not not yesterday, but the, the past Sunday. And I see a very vulnerable team. A different team to the one that beat Barcelona three weeks ago or two weeks ago, however, however long it was. But I also see Chelsea and I'm like, listen, not many people are, are counting them as the champ. Not, not many people think that they can advance. And the odds in, in Vegas, I don't know if you're much of a gambler, Chris, or you might not even dabble on those things. But I've seen the odds. And the odds show that Chelsea is the underdog. But are they really an underdog? Are they really an underdog? Are, you can argue that Chelsea is coming into this game in a much better position than Real Madrid. So, you know what? I'm just going to keep my pick because I don't want to be indecisive. I think Real Madrid is the the dark horse it wouldn't surprise me if they if they beat chelsea it also wouldn't surprise me if they get eliminated um but yeah i mean this is this is something that that i was almost like debating myself i i, I was like wait am i really going to pick real madrid as one of the underdogs and a dark horse when is real madrid a dark horse never they're all, almost always the favorites and I think this pick was almost perfect to put Chelsea, but just the way that Real Madrid is coming in and people aren't really, I don't want to say taking them serious. I've, I heard from one of my good friends, Nick, Nick Day is from Veterans Minimum, shout out to him. He said, don't you think that Real Madrid overachieved this season? And I'm like, yeah, in a sense they did. They kind of did. And it, may, it, it, it does make sense that, that you say that they overachieved, but I'm kind of just all over the place here. Um, but yeah, I think Real Madrid's a dark horse. Don't don't be surprised if they if they say, "All right, yeah, we might be injured, but you know what? We're Real Madrid, and we can beat you with our with our jersey, because we're Real Madrid. The crown on this on this crest, yeah, it's Real Madrid, and and it it means greatness. So, dark horse, Real Madrid, maybe pencil in Chelsea too. I don't know, but Real Madrid was my initial pick. Okay, okay, that's different. But I'll take that. <laughs> uh, the, so we, uh, you, you want the dark horse? I, mm-hmm. I would, I'm going to go with my club, Chelsea. 
Because mm-hmm. I think Real Madrid, even though you, you can say that uh, by their standards, they're underachieving uh, or overachieving by, by, by what's going on with their team this year, yep. by their standards, they're also underachieving yes. in which they got the, they got the most uh, the, the best players on the highest salaries. So, how, yeah. how I mean, they it, it's tough. They got they got the same manager who won them the three cut the three Champions Leagues in a row. They still got Benzema. They paid hundred over a hundred million pounds for for Eden Hazard. I know it hasn't worked out, but it's tough to say. Yeah, they got all these high profile players, Tony Cruz and Luka Modric, and uh, just take them to 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 not win that matchup. So I I take Chelsea just because I think um I think with their injuries we have a chance. I think if they were at full strength this would be a a real real tough tough test and I would have loved to have seen it at full strength. But I mean it, it's it's really playing into our hand and we we we're, yeah. we're, we're tough uh, we're tough to score against. I I don't I will see we'll see. Tough I to think play it, against. it Yeah, yeah. Mendy, Mendy's got, I think, more more clean sheets than goals allowed this year. It's nuts. Like, the with with uh with the th- yeah with the with the back three and then, uh, the two wing backs and Mendy playing like that. It's, it's big. I mean, we'll see, we'll see. I I like Chelsea as a dark horse though, but I don't know if I can take Chelsea as a favorite right now, just because I think that's, that's set up set up for failure. Just because. I don't want to put it past Real Madrid, man. They, I know they've been hurt, and 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 they're not the Real Madrid of past years, but they still, they're still a Goliath. They still got yeah. quality everywhere. Yeah. You put in, I mean, Eden Hazard's hurt. God forbid you put in a Vinicius Junior who's gonna open up and carve the game like he did against. Uh, who did they just play in the last in the last time? I'm sorry, Liverpool. I'm, yeah, they just carved up uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold to death. <laughs> oh, my so, God. That, that, that Liverpool defense is brutal. And usually when I yeah. say brutal, I mean it in a good sense. That's 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 bad. It's just bad. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, it's it's I'm re- it's really hard for me to pick uh, uh, that, on, that, uh, on that matchup. But I'll take Chelsea as a dark horse. Yeah. Um, I'll transition and give you my favorite too. I, okay. My favorite, yeah. I'll give you PSG as the favorite. That's I think they too. got something. Yeah, I think they got something to prove this year, especially yeah. with Poach as the new manager. I don't mm-hmm. think they, uh, I don't think they sleep at all. I think they're gonna go after it. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, PSG is is my favorite as well. I I think that you you mentioned very very valid points, very valid reasons. Uh, they have something to prove. They lost the final last year. They have a new manager now. And I just feel like the matchup against Manchester City, and you mentioned this earlier, the matchup against Manchester City is very favorable. Why do we say that? Or why do I say that? Because in these Champions League games, in these direct elimination games, PSG has been playing with a with a deeper back line. They haven't, they haven't really put themselves in jeopardy. They haven't played with much risk they have countered their opposition and it showed that that they were far superior on the counter when they beat Barcelona and then when 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 they beat Bayern Munich um and I don't mean far superior to their opponents more like far superior 
to themselves when they were playing in a different way. But this PSG team, they can carve up that Man City defense because we know that Man City defense loves to play a high line. PSG with maybe like four or five passes that they string together. And by PSG, I mean Neymar and Mbappe. Don't you think that they'll score like two or three times at least in that in that first leg? And then if you get those away goals, I mean, it just it makes it that much more complicated for the for the opposition, in this case, Manchester City to come back. Because what's PSG going to do? PSG is going to drop back similar to to what they did. Well, they didn't really do this much against Bayern Munich because against Bayern, PSG came out and they attacked and they they surprised. They just weren't very, very lethal in front of goal or they weren't lethal at all because they didn't score in that second leg. But the matchup is very favorable for Manchester City. And it, it just feels like one of those games where Pep Guardiola... They're going to pan to him and he's going to be incredibly disappointed because they're they're down 2 nothing with 60 minutes played and his team can't seem to find any spaces and with with two shots on goal PSG has had the lead. It just seems like that type of game. And I feel I feel for for Pep Guardiola. I completely feel for him, but I think that this this matchup is probably the worst matchup that could have that 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 uh, Manchester City could have had, and the best one that PSG could have had. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it, it's I, I don't want. I mean, it's it, it, and if anyone can do it, Manchester City can do it. They they got quality, but I just don't see that outlet that they have that can get them the goal when they need it. And I know Foden's been having a great year. But he's not a, a striker. He's not that main top dog who's going to get you that goal when you need it. And if Aguero was was on on form and and playing a lot, I think he can make really make a difference. But he's not right now. So yeah. I I really I don't see how if they need to to get the outcome, I don't know how where they can go to get that. I don't know what who they can turn to uh, to get that goal. So. Um, yeah, uh, I, I like PSG as well. I like PSG as well. I like Neymar. I like uh, Mbappe against that defense. And yeah, let's let's see. But yeah, PSG looks really strong. Yeah, they do. But I think we also have to mention something. Kylian Mbappe uh, hobbled off on uh, on Saturday in, in their win in, in the league. So Ooh. it's it's yeah, it's up for debate or it, it's it's up in the air if uh, if Mbappe plays or not. It. It looks like he might. I I haven't. Seen I'd be surprised it. if he wouldn't. If he yeah. doesn't. Yeah, I, I think he he'll he will be fine. But yeah, um, it doesn't really seem like like this is something serious for killing Mbappe. So surely he's gonna play. And I just found this out. The first leg is gonna be played in Paris. So yeah, uh, I mean, regardless, I I don't think it matters much. I feel like. Uh, I feel like wherever they play the first leg, it's it, it's still PSG's for the taking, um, and and then yeah, the, the second leg will be played in Manchester. So I think we should. Uh, this was a very nice transition into into the predictions, and let's let's kind of just talk about uh, PSG and Man City. We won't, we broke it down a little bit, but uh, what do you think that scoreline looks like in aggregate? In aggregate, yeah. Oof. 
they got some killers, man. Mbappe is so scary. I like he can really put on three, three a game. So yeah. I'll go. I mean, I'll go eight, eight, three, eight, four. Uh, PSG. Yeah, I go. I think. I think. Yeah, I think Mbappe gets a couple goals and so does Neymar per leg. Wow. Yeah. That that's a hefty aggregate score. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I like it though. I like it. <laughs> I like it because that means that we're gonna see a lot of goals. I was I was gonna play it a little more conservative, three two <laughs> PSG. Um, because, over two legs. Over two legs. Yeah. Over two legs. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it does kind of contradict what I was saying, but I don't think Manchester City is going to be as easy as we're making them out to be unless this team just comes out and takes a dump and just doesn't show up at all. I think it'll be – I'm going to add I'm, – I'm going to raise a goal for each team. 4-3 for, okay. for PSG. Um I, I don't know. I just I just think that Manchester City is in a disadvantage in this in this matchup. And it again it pains me because I want to see Pep Guardiola win a Champions League with someone else that isn't Barcelona. But oh man. Oh, he just can't catch a break, can he? He cannot catch a break with, with with the with the draws or with the games in in Champions League with teams that aren't Barcelona. So We'll just have to wait and see, but I do think PSG advances, and it, then there's going to be a a good amount of goals being scored. Um, if if it turns out like you are saying, Chris, my goodness, uh, <laughs> poor commentators are going to need to drink some tequila after, or or like a nice tea, because you know they're going to be using their voices quite a lot. Um, all right, let's now let's talk about Chelsea and Real Madrid, and I'm going to bring up that point that that I wanted to make earlier. And I, I was talking to one of my good friends, and and he says, "Why doesn't Chelsea use Giroud more? They kind of need a reference at number nine, and Giroud is there. Why doesn't he play? Why do you think he doesn't play?" Uh, Giroud's certified quality, right? Mm -hmm. The thing with Giroud is he also, while his hold-up play is excellent, and he has his pros and cons. His cons is that he slows down the pace of the game. Yes, he does. He, he, he by a lot. Like, mm -hmm. he's not a, a pacey player at all. And if you could see the team that Chelsea's trying to make, they're trying to catch you every single time, punch you in the mouth. Yeah. They got the wingbacks coming forward, and they got Timo Werner, Hot Kai, Mason Mount exploding towards the box. They're not trying to be that uh, long ball type team. The thing with Giroud is, and why it, he's so valuable and why you don't want to let him go is he brings a different dynamic to the team. When things aren't working, when they're not, when those guys aren't getting their way, you bring on Giroud and that changes everything about what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And that's so hard because he still has quality. So it's not like you're bringing on somebody who's doesn't know how to score. This guy's an animal. Like, and then that's, you know, it's a fair thing to ask because Giroud definitely deserves the playing time. If he goes to somewhere else, he'd probably start a lot more. But, yeah, I mean, I get it. Um, Chelsea's really trying to play that breakneck Man City, Liverpool type game where they're really trying to get at you. And that's tough to do with a number, a, a old school number nine. You see these two teams with something they have in common. They got Firmino and uh, Kun Aguero or uh, Gabi Jesus. 
false nines. Like mm-hmm. they got these guys who aren't traditional number nines. Yeah. So it's really hard to do with a, a old school number nine like a Giroud. But it's a fair thing to ask because, like I said, Giroud has quality, man, and bags of it. I love him. Yeah. Uh, well, my friend absolutely loves him too. That's why he was asking. He's like, well, Chelsea looks like they need some goals, so why don't they bring him on? And I'm like, that's a great question. I don't. I I wish I had the answer. And then today I'm like, wait, I record with a Chelsea fan. Might as well just ask him since he watches, if if not all the games, he watches majority of them. So you have a much better, you watch them all. There, <laughs> that, that's why you're the number one Chelsea fan in the world, probably next to Rory Jennings. Do you know who Rory Jennings is? Yeah, man, don't bring him up, please. That guy, he's crazy. I don't, I don't want him to get in trouble tomorrow. Okay, wow. I was campaigning <laughs> to bring him on the show, but Rory. You still have a spot here if you ever want to come by. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, this this Chelsea and, and Real Madrid tie, to me, feels like the most even one. Crazy. I know. Insane. But this is the most even tie out of the two. Official prediction, Chris. What do you think is going to happen? Jeez. Official prediction? I think... First leg? Are you asking over aggregate or for or just the first leg? Uh let, let's go with aggregate. And then if you want to like break down the the details, you can go ahead and do so. But we'll we'll talk about okay. the aggregate first. Okay. I'll go first leg first. I think tomorrow is gonna go two one Chelsea. Okay. And the main reason being is that Ramos is out. Mm-hmm. Ramos and two of the 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 the, the backs are out. The right back and the I mean, well, yeah, um, Lucas Vasquez is out, and so yes. is Ferland Mondi. So, I think Chelsea is really gonna get the, is gonna get the two away goals. And it's gonna. I think Benzema is still gonna score though. I think Benzema is a, a stingy player, man. And if you if if I were to sit here and tell you, yeah, we're gonna blank Real Madrid out Real Madrid in a European semi final, there's no way. Mm-hmm. I think these guys know. They know this is a big game. Kareem Benzema's been there plenty of times. Luka Modric, Tony Cruz, plenty of times. So they got quality. So I, I can see them breaking the defense. But I think Chelsea gets the two away goals. Two very important away goals. And I think we got a 1-0 home, uh, home win and see the tie out and get to the final. And I'm scared as hell because now I just put that in the universe. So you know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go three-one oh, uh, over the two legs, Chelsea. Okay. Please don't punish me, football gods. <laughs> <laughs> hey, football gods! If anything, punish me. Um, I think Real Madrid advances. I think Real Madrid advances. Um, I I think that experience is gonna play a very, very, very important factor right here. It's gonna be an important factor. It's gonna it's gonna play an important role. Um, regardless of, of the injuries and and maybe they haven't been playing their best, Real Madrid is Real Madrid, and they're going to show up to this game. And Chelsea is a very good team. You know this, Chris, better than anyone. Chelsea is a very good team. They might be a year too early because they have a lot of youngsters in there. Um, they, they, they do have some, some experience in there too. Diego Silva is the first person that comes to mind when it comes to experience. But I think that this is going to be a very, very close tie. I feel like if anything, it might end in a draw the first leg and then Real Madrid will probably escape 
with a victory at Stamford Bridge. It gives them another week to to prepare a little more, maybe to get a little healthier. I've um, I was reading that uh, Federico Valverde should return maybe by next week after his COVID scare. Um, we have Lucas Vasquez. He could probably return next week. There's there's still some some hope for Real Madrid, but here's the thing. You guys know that I do not like Real Madrid, and it pains me every time I have to talk good about Real Madrid. So, Chris, I really hope that Chelsea advances. That That's what my heart says. I hope Chelsea advances. I hope Chelsea wins. But for two reasons. I don't like Real Madrid, and I hope that your team advances. But if I'm picking with, with my brain, it's kind of, I don't know, it's risky to pick against against Real Madrid in a Champions League semifinal. Um and even in a Champions League in a Champions League final, should they advance? So yeah, the, you know what I love about these semifinals though is that we might sure we might say PSG is the favorite, a big favorite over Manchester City based on the matchup. But if Manchester City beats the piss out of PSG, I won't be surprised at all because it it yeah. is Manchester City after all. And these four teams are all so evenly matched that you can argue that any of them can win the champions league it, it it doesn't really matter because let's say for example two years ago when we had liverpool barcelona in one tie and then in the other tie we had ajax and tottenham everyone was saying well the champion's going to come out of the liverpool and barcelona tie and yeah history proved us right it happened but i don't like those types of semifinals or even when well, last year, who was it? It was PSG and Leipzig against, and oh, sorry, PSG and and, and Leipzig, and then it was uh, Leon. Like, oh Leon. yeah, Leon and 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 Bayern. Mm -hmm. We knew who was gonna advance to the final. It was clear. Yeah. It was obvious, clearest day. And of course, yeah, it was those two teams that ended up going to the final. But right here, I I don't care which matchup it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because you're not gonna know who. Is going to win it's it's genuinely interesting it's intriguing i absolutely love it i can see any of these four teams winning at all i picked my favorite of course i did but take our picks with a grain of salt because these semifinals are so 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 evenly matched and they're gonna be so much fun to watch finally yeah an exciting Champions League semifinal. That's what we wanted. Is there anything else you want to add about the semifinals before we we move on? No, nah, man. It should be it should be two classics, really. And like you said, take it like a grain with a grain of salt. It could go exactly how we think, and it can go exactly the other way because these teams are dangerous, dude. Like all four teams are are really really uh quality. So enjoy, everybody. Enjoy. <laughs> of course. Of course, we should definitely enjoy that. All right, let's move on now to a more uh, lighthearted topic. And maybe it would have been a little more relevant last week, but I still wanted to do it because I thought it was a very, very fun idea. It's it's not mine. I took this from the Ranks FC podcast. Shout out to them. I listen to them weekly. I think they're a very, very good podcast. Um, and the idea is basically this. What they did was that they ranked their team's to root for that weren't in the Super League. So if you were disappointed because your team was going to join the Super League and you couldn't stomach the fact that they were going to play 
in that Super League and you didn't want to root for them anymore, well, they were going to give you an alternative, a different team to root for. And what we're going to do, Chris picked the team, I picked the team, and we are going to try to convince you guys to root for the team that we chose. Um, Chris, I want to start with you. I am so interested. I really want to know who you picked because you, knowing you, you're going to have a really interesting pick that's going to be so out of the blue, and I'm going to be like, whoa, that makes so much sense. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, man. It was, it was, this was actually really hard. Like, there were a couple teams that struck like a couple boxes that you look for, or at least where I look for regarding like what's respectable traits for a club. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think the main one that wins out is probably Leicester City. Ooh, and the, okay. Yeah. And the main reason is because they're the little guy who made it. And if you want to choose an underdog, that's, that's the one. They have quality. And they, they can really put it on anybody, man. They they play attractive football. They got um they've been at the top enough now where they're buying real quality players. They got a center back in uh Wesley Fofana, who's a monster. They got uh Casper Schmeichel as as the goalkeeper, and that's the son of a legendary Manchester United goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. So they got and they got Jamie Vardy who was playing at the park in the corner last week. I mean two a few years ago, and now he's <laughs> going to be he's up there and one of the greatest Premier League strikers of all time he's mm -hmm. he's getting close he's probably going to get the record from Alan Shearer and um yeah it's it's awesome man they got they got such a great young team they got Brendan Rodgers who plays attacking football they're they're cha challenging for Champions Leagues and they they'll, they'll put it on anybody nobody wants to see Leicester City I promise you that nobody from anybody in England though they'll tell you Leicester City's a tough out you don't want to see them Love the pick. I told you it was going to be something out of the blue, and I didn't mean it literally because Leicester City is a team that wears blue. But that's a very, very good pick. That's a solid pick. I love it. I love it. And it's it's so funny that you pick Leicester City because a lot, a lot of people kind of blame them for the creation of the Super League because... Leicester won the league when they really were they were going to get relegated the season before. They went on like a seven-game win streak and they saved themselves. Yeah, the, the, the great that. escape. The great escape, yes. Um, <laughs> and not necessarily Eli Manning's. Um, yeah, I know, I know. We don't talk about that guy. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of you might not even know who Eli Manning is. And you're not missing out on much. Anyway, whoa, Nick is going to hear this and he's going to be very mad. Um but yeah, Leicester City won that Premier League and every single England or English giant was shaking, quaking in their boots because they're like, oh my goodness, the small club beat us out over a season. It wasn't even an FA Cup. It wasn't a Carabao Cup. It was over a season that they were better than everyone else. Their odds were like 5,000 to 1 to win that Premier League. A lot of people cashed out, and they are probably living in their private island right now. But <laughs> Leicester City, you, you can even say that they're the ones at fault for this Super League being created. Um, which, of course, whenever, whenever power is disrupted, it's fun to see. It's really fun to see. Um, <laughs> man, that pick, I love it. I love that pick. Leicester City. <laughs> Thank you. Man, beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to give you mine. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, 
I mean, you kind of saw it already. I'm wearing it. I'm picking IX. I am picking IX. I encourage you guys to root for IX because they absolutely slammed. They denied. They hated the Super League in its current format. They, they didn't want to be part of this Super League. They denied it. They rejected it. They didn't want to be even associated with it. And they have a rich history in Europe. They won three consecutive European Cups back then, now known as the Champions League, 71, 72, 73. I think you guys know who was at the helm on the pitch of that team, Johan Cruyff. Then they won one in 95 when it was the Champions League as, as we know it. And Ajax follows the school of Johan Cruyff to this day. They still follow that that whole model. And to be completely transparent, Chris, you know this, a big reason as to why this show, this brand is called Total Football Club is because of Johan Cruyff. If you guys didn't get it by now, get with the program. I mean, it was pretty obvious. Um, so the, they, they still follow that model. They follow that structure. They follow that that philosophy of play. It's not it's not every day that you encounter a club that follows similar traditions for what 50 years now. It's been 50 years since since Johan Cruyff was absolutely tearing it up as a player and then uh, you good there Chris? You good? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Don't crack your phone, man. <laughs> if you want to do it after the show, that's fine, but not during. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just just that that whole tradition that Ajax has incredible if you enjoy attacking football you are going to enjoy watching Ajax and chances are that the team the big club that you root for either has a player that graduated from the Ajax Academy or they are currently playing there and I'm gonna rattle off some names that came out of Ajax Chris take a seat buckle up because this is a long list Johan Cruyff Edwin van der Sar Dennis Bergkamp, Frank De Boer, Frank Reichardt, Marco van Basten, Wesley Schneider, Slatan Ibrahimovic. It's only a few. It's only a few. I, I didn't want to make my Google Doc 62 pages long. So many players, so much talent that has come out of that Ajax team. And they build their players almost to perfection. They are so well-rounded. And even currently, you look at guys like Frankie de Jong. He plays for Barcelona. Hakim Ziyech, he plays for Chelsea. Chris, you know very well about this. Serginho Dest, he plays for Barcelona. Arguably, Serginho Dest may be the best signing that Barcelona had this summer. He is a he's an American player that played for Ajax. I mean, you're not going to hear that very often. Don Ivan de Beek, he plays at Manchester United. Matthijs de Ligt, he plays for Juventus. So all of these great players... All of these great players have one thing in common. They defended this jersey right here. And of course, they're in Amsterdam. I'm not going to say much about Amsterdam because I might get in trouble. Look it up if you don't know. Um, and the good thing, too, about Ajax is that they're easy to watch because they're on ESPN+. And I name-dropped again. They're not sponsoring. But regardless, ESPN+. You can watch them anytime. You can catch the replays on demand. Whatever, they're very easy 
to watch. And they're very successful domestically. They're a few points away from winning the Eredivisie title again. So there you go. What else do you want? Ajax. That's the team you should root for. And Leicester City because Leicester City is awesome as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ajax is a great pick, man. They play at the OF Cry for Arena and you know why. That's that's this that's this club. They yeah. play the right way and they they get homegrown players. They make it far every year in Europe. It's a great pick. I like it. Yeah. And you know the the good thing also about Ajax is that sure they sell a lot of players, but when they sell, there's another player that's ready to yeah. just take their spot in the first team. So yeah. it's never going to stop. This cycle is not going to stop. Ajax is going to keep producing players and of course, shout out to Lester for disrupting the power that that was uh, that didn't seem to to stop at any point in in the Premier League. But there you go; those are our teams. In case you are sick and tired of the elites running Europe, well, you can root for Leicester, or you can root for Ajax, or you can root for both, because one plays in the Premier League and the other one plays in the Eredivisie. So there you go. Um, you, you said that it was difficult for you to pick one. What was another team that you had in mind? That's I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious now. Oh, there were a couple, man. There was Borussia Dortmund, okay. who's another club who play. They play electric football. They have great fans. That whole town embraces them, just like Leicester City does. Mm -hmm. uh, at, at least how Leicester City embraces their foxes. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, they 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 play in a great competition in the Bundesliga. They have young stars. When those guys get sold, they replace them with other young stars. They do it the right way. I think there's a common theme, and it's like these clubs are run the right the right way. Uh, they're not the, the biggest of clubs, so they have to usually sell their best players. But they've shown the the they have the makings of doing it uh, the the correct way in which they can rebuild. So it's not something that sets them back. And you can see that you can see a club that sells their best player, and they never hear from them again. And then you see these clubs that. They sell uh, uh, their top guy, and every year it's like, oh, they got this other guy who's just killer. Uh, and and yeah, man, they do it the right way. Uh, there's also uh, the Italian clubs who are just rich in history, like Lazio and Roma. There's just so many clubs, like they, they and those those teams are just, I mean, so rich. I mean, they got they got so much uh, history, and 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 it's. Just a beautiful, beautiful clubs to to root for. So, yeah, uh, those are the ones that just came off the top of my head. And then, obviously, if you, if you go worldwide, Boca Juniors and then Flamingo over there in Brazil, those two clubs are institutions. So absolutely, absolutely, yeah. man, beautiful picks. And I, I I love that that it brings out the the essence, the beauty of the essence of this game. And by the way, you mentioned Boca Juniors. The amount of compliments I got on my jersey last week. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, dude, I want I one. Appreciate oh, <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. Don't worry. Just let me know when your birthday is. I got you. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for the first episode of the week. Because you guys know that we have two episodes. Um, this is it for, for our Champions League preview. We made it a little fun, a little more fun this week. You know, a little lighthearted. We got to. We got to change it up, switch it up a little bit. But remember, you guys are going to hear from us next Monday. You will hear, oh, sorry, next Tuesday. You will hear from us at the end of the week when the Champions League games are all done. And we know who will be playing in Istanbul at the end of May. Chris, social media, plug away. The floor is yours, my friend. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris 
S-O-L-O-D-O-L-O underscore on Twitter. Yeah, uh, you can find my my uh, my predictions for the game, and you'll see uh, a bunch of content for uh, for Chelsea, and it's it's uh, always a fun time. There you go. Give them a follow. I suggested one hundred percent. I endorse that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Alex Perez FC, of course, uh, and follow the show at Total Foot Club. Total Foot Club is the handle for Twitter and for Instagram. Um, there's some weird stuff going on with Facebook. They don't let me change the page name. Um, it still has the old name, but it has the new logo. So it's it, it's kind of weird. Facebook likes to play with its users, but it's all right. P- people are going to find out where we are. Um, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, on iTunes. Leave a review and uh, and a rating. It helps us grow faster. The, the, the warm reception that we got on last week's episode it it was awesome it was really cool um people seem to be embracing this change quite well and i appreciate that of course our people from argentina people from mexico colombia uruguay paraguay we have fans all over man we have fans all over and and some some people were fascinated by your accent in spanish man so i'll tell you that chris you you you're gonna have a lot of fans so be prepared because eventually man eventually they're gonna stop you on the street they're gonna be like hey i know you <laughs> take a picture you're, you're gonna be famous man <laughs> you're gonna be famous um, we'll see yeah all right that'll do it for the first episode of the week uh if you're listening to this before the game starts enjoy if you're listening to this after the games well let us know how good or bad our predictions were Regardless, we'll see you guys, we'll hear you guys again later this week. Thank you all, take care, and goodbye.